This is your host Peyton with Girls Gone Right. If you want to follow along with the video format, be sure to check us out on YouTube and hit subscribe. Let's discuss. Hey guys, this is Megan from Girls Gone Right. And this is Peyton and we have Annika Van Ness with us. She is the owner of Prickly Pears. So we are actually in her coffee shop today. We are so excited to be here. Yeah, look at us doing things. This is so cool. This is actually our first off-site podcast. So fun. Yeah. Yeah. Besides, we went to Dallas and yeah. did something, but like this is our actual first well, legit yeah. on-site. A coffee chat. As yeah. a coffee As chat. A coffee chat. And not to mention, we we're in the heart of downtown Nashville at the Batman building, which is pretty <laughs> is freaking so sweet. Cool. Yeah. It's true. This it's is true. a great location for a coffee shop. So Annika started her business and actually launched in May. So yeah. So the Coffee cart has been kind of my bread and butter for the last three years. That was my little COVID passion project. Aww. This little guy opened, yeah, May 15th, so oh about a month wow. ago. That's amazing. Yeah. So it started from a coffee cart. Mm-hmm. That's oh my great. gosh, it was like a it was like a folding table and a party city tablecloth. <laughs> like it was like it was totally like COVID, everything's closed. Yeah. Like yeah. mess around with coffee. I graduated high school that year and Oh my gosh. <laughs> we were so young and just started a business. <laughs> I graduated high school that year and I wanted a coffee I had worked in a coffee shop and was like, I want coffee at my graduation party that who knows if it's gonna happen kind of thing. So I just bought a machine and started playing around. I was working so much senior year that I was making all the same unemployment checks as the rest of the world. So I took all of my unemployment checks and put it into the business. Wow, good for you. And and, and I sat there and I'm like, you know, I could save this money, but the whole point is to stimulate the economy right now. And I was like, well, I'm never gonna have someone paying me $600 a week for nothing, so let's invest it. and I never would have thought it would be this, but oh my gosh. yeah, it came out of it came out of a boredom. That's, That's so amazing. Awesome. Where did the name come so from? Sweet. Um, a prickly pear is a type of cactus, uh-huh. and I did never liked to be touched growing up, and so that is what my dad would call me. Oh, oh happy Father's Day, yes. Dad! <laughs> that is my ode to him. So he'd always like go to hug me, and I, you know, especially in middle school, you're like, you, yeah. Dad, yeah, and you're he's, too like, cool for it. He yeah. would announce every time, "Oh, everybody, she's a prickly pear today." <laughs> <laughs> and he was trying to like give me crap because you don't tell a cranky person they're cranky. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was like, "Well, jokes on you. It's not my brand." <laughs> yeah. You now have a business out of it. <laughs> yeah. That's so, so awesome. You started this at such a young age, and you said that you were working so much yeah. your senior year in high school. Yeah. Yeah. So were you just always? a hustler and working so hard. I um, was obsessed with Starbucks and country music. <laughs> and, <laughs> and by the age of 13, what a combo. right? Literally, by the age of 13, my mom was like, I'm not buying you any more coffee and I'm not paying for any more concert tickets. So I was like, wow. shoot, a girl's gotta, you're like, a girl's gotta do what a girl's gotta do. I had like yeah. a very lavish lifestyle. 100%, 100%. So I got my first job at 13. Whoa. And worked in like a little general store in Minnesota where I'm from. Um, that was my first time ever making coffees and all that jazz. And then just like loved it. I love being around the older people. I love making my own money. I love being on a routine and a schedule. And I love business. Like no matter where I was, I loved the logistics of things. Yeah. And just ate it up. And so everyone in high school was doing sports and I would go to work. I love that though, because it probably instilled a lot of really great values in you in a work ethic. It did. It Obviously. totally did. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 
It did, and it served me well later on because every time I went to apply for a job, I had things on my resume that proved that I was yeah. here to work and ready yeah. to work at yeah. a young age. Yeah. Um, I got my first corporate job at 20 without wow. a degree, and it was... I met him at a baseball field, and we just started chatting, and he offered me a job by the end of the conversation, wow. which is a huge God thing, like right place, right time. But I think also it served me well just getting to be like, here's my track record. Like, I promise I'll give you my all, yeah. you know? I feel like that's also, so it not only instilled like work, work ethic values in you, but I think kids nowadays have such a, a problem with social interaction. Yes. So that probably helped yes. you a lot also. To be a 20-year-old talking 100%. to some random guy at a baseball game. 100%. It yeah. probably impressed him thoroughly. And I think that I, I always used to get, my parents always got compliments on that growing up. Of like, wow, your kids speak to adults so well. Yeah. For me, that's an honor. I appreciate that. Yeah. But it also makes me sad that that's something that really stands out like that. Yeah. yeah. Like, that I wasn't the kid on the iPad at the restaurant mm-hmm. or whatever. And that I wanted to sit here and yeah. talk to strangers and know your story and get to know you. Yeah. Um, it just makes me sad that that's like, was such a standout yeah, something yeah. to even comment on because that should be the norm. And like for generations, that's how we learn things. That's how we we talk. We respect our elders and talk to our elders and hear all the stories, yeah, all the things. You know? Yeah, yeah I completely get that. I think we just live in a world, especially during COVID, it really enhanced yes. this feeling of lack of communication skills. It yes. grew it even more. hundred percent. And we're seeing that today of the iPad generation getting older. Now they're just on TikTok. They don't know how to talk to people. Mm-hmm. No, no mm-hmm. one knows how to talk to anyone. Mm-hmm. And it makes life very hard when we just don't know each other's stories. No one cares. Yeah. No one has the empathy or compassion. Yeah. And we, we were talking earlier about like, what would Jesus do? And it's like, mm-hmm. man, he went and he sat with everyone and just storyteller exactly but he just like i just i just picture if jesus were to come back today and sit right here he he knows how many hairs are on our head yet he would still sit here and be like i weep with you and i mourn with you and i rejoice with you like tell me about you and we just miss that so much and i think in missing that we miss so much joy that like does exist we just don't pursue it almost yeah i think a, a lot of younger kids now are just afraid of experiencing things. Mm-hmm. They're afraid of new experiences yeah. and so they shy away from it and they, they hermit, they yeah. they recluse and they isolate themselves because their phones are safe. And their and their parents might be I don't even know what the word is. Condoning that. Yeah. Like, like like there's a yeah. level Allowing I think especially it, in yeah. this world though there's a level of protection of yeah. I don't I don't know what my kid is stepping out to in this world anymore so yeah. you're safe at home. Yeah. And there's yeah. pros and cons to that, you know. Yeah. And they say that they're safe at home, except these parents allow them access to the internet where they right. they can see <laughs> so much worse, where no one's safe. It's <laughs> only not safe. things. Not and safe. I'm not safe in my age. Like, nobody is, you yeah. know? Yeah, so it's about raising your kids, and we talked about this too, raising your kids in the environment that we're given because you can't protect right. them from everything, but if you raise your kids right and instill values in them mm-hmm. and... They have very strong morals. They can go out in that world and it's going to affect them not as much as other kids. Yeah. And I don't ever feel like my parents sat down and they were like, this is what you believe and this is why you believe it and whatever. But everything was a conversation. And we definitely, I do remember having conversations with my parents of like, man, this person who was in World War II, like they have amazing stories to tell you. Like there's so much you can learn. You know, like I feel like my parents, if anything, just showed me that there's such a big world to experience. And maybe that's how we approach it rather than 
this is what you believe and this is why you believe and this yeah. is how we yeah. take it out. But it's like exploring, exploring. It's a great point. And when we say things like kids, it's, it's hard to watch kids be brought up this way. Yeah. And they're not learning these values from their parents. But the truth of the matter is, is that everyone is different. Everyone parents their kids differently, yeah. whether we agree with how they parent them or not. But when we're talking in the context that we are, where we learned from our parents, from the stories that they told and the yeah. values that they instilled in us, then we grow and we go and tell those stories. 100%. And we interact with people that grew up a certain way. And then that's how you experience new things. Exactly. And, that's and living you, by example. Yeah. I learned so much more mm-hmm. by the way my parents lived than anything they ever said to me. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. and how true is that with anything in life? I learned oh, yeah. so much more by doing a business than any business textbook I could ever read. You know, yeah. like, and especially me, I was always a, you can tell me nine times out of 10, I'm going to fail, but I have to go fail for myself oh, to 100%. figure it out. And yeah. there's probably so many people that are that way, but yeah. we don't try. I think my parents, especially growing up, they would tell me, don't do this. And I wouldn't listen. I you have to figure it out for just, yourself. They would give me yeah. good advice and they're like, this is what you should do. And I'm like, that's great that you think that, but I want to make my own decision, even if it's wrong, right. yeah. because I learn way better from my mistakes. Yeah. If I make a mistake, it's really, I'm going to remember that next time when I come to the same predicament. Yeah. Right. I will remember the consequences. that mistake. Yeah, yeah, I learned the consequences. And I think it's a character building moment is a lot of these kids, it's not like, they're wild and out doing bad things. They're doing absolutely nothing. So they're not right. even putting it out there to make a mistake right. to learn from. So it's, to me, mistakes is the best way to build your character. Yeah. The best way to actually do that is fail. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you have to fall flat on your face yeah. and get back up because picking yourself up takes a lot of And character. resilience can't be yeah. taught. It has to be experienced. It has to be yeah. learned. It has to, yeah. And I think that's also to the detriment of this generation too, where right. they're so afraid to fail. Right. They don't even try. They're not even trying, which goes back to what I said earlier about they're so afraid to experience new things, but I think it comes back to they're afraid to fail. Yeah. And then that's not gonna develop any sort of interactive communication skills down the road. And it's only gonna set them up for more failure. Right. And then it's gonna cause depression yeah. and all kinds of anxiety. Yeah. I mean, think about it in the context of small business. When yeah. it's when it's this next generation that gets to be the one that we all support local, are, yeah. are we gonna be afraid to like this is the biggest way I could fail, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like it's this really is the, scary. this is the scariest thing I've ever done. Mm-hmm. But I just hope and pray that the next generation would keep that going yeah. because oh, I could stand on my pedestal about how amazing America is for the fact that at 21, I get to have the opportunity to do this. Yeah, which in a lot of countries, you can't do nearly anything like this. Or that I get to to have a coffee shop, let alone have a coffee shop, but have a coffee shop where I get to stand back there and make coffees and put Bible verses on my cups or, you you know, all the things. Like that is just... America is so good in... It is such a privilege and an honor yes. to be living in a country so free. And I think that's what so many people get wrong yeah. on the yes. left is they criticize our country yes. by saying it's not free and that we're controlled and everything's hateful. But like you said, you live in a country where you have vast opportunity. opportunity. Yeah. And that's the American dream to me. Yeah. The American dream is not that you move here you immigrate here and you are handed everything. Yeah. Which immigrants are the hardest working people because yeah. they have learned that. They yeah. have lived in countries where they didn't have those rights. Mm-hmm. Yes. But to get to come here and even have the opportunity to say, man, I can literally go online and form an LLC and there are resources for me and there are going to be people that will cheer me on. You know? Yeah. And you, if you have 
a dream in your heart and you want to start a business, you can do that. Right. Right. And what, whether or not it fails, like that has nothing to do with America. <laughs> it's still hard, as it yeah. should be, because this isn't easy. But there are countries where I, as a woman, would not even be allowed to drive a car. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's like there is, I think we just neglect to see some of the really basic things yeah. of what a privilege this is. Yeah. That's incredible. So when you started this and you started your storefront yeah. a month ago, have you <laughs> ever felt... Okay. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, I did. I did do that right there. Yeah, That's all me. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever felt like you were going to fail? And when oh. you have those moments, how do you deal with it? Yeah, man, that's so good. Um, the very first week, I didn't know how I was going to make payroll. Yeah, one hundred percent. Did not know mm. how I was going to make payroll. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I just remember, like, I left a salary job where I had health benefits, and I, you know, I went to the pharmacy last week and. She told me how much my medicine was now without without that yeah. insurance, and I cried to the pharmacist. Oh, oh my god! And I was like, "It's not even about you. It's just like a buildup of man. This is tough. stepping into entrepreneurship yes. and leaving those things that make life comfortable. Yes, for sure. But also, I mean, I, I could get on another pedestal of like, who am I to say that I get to live in the comfort? Right? Like, yeah. like you talked about, like so yeah. much character growth. And yeah. if this is where the Lord has me, then who am I to say no? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, to answer your question, yes, I think <laughs> I think about failure every day, not in a way that's unhealthy, but in a way that I have employees that rely on me, mm-hmm. and this just is a responsibility that I carry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think actually, over the last two weeks, I would say I've just been really convicted of like I know that the only answer when I feel that way is to be in prayer. Yeah, and I don't think I was doing that. So that was something that I've really been wrestling with these past two weeks of, man, like, I'm standing here saying that this is God's, but, like, I'm not giving it to Him because I'm not even running to Him first. Yeah. You know, I'm running to tears <laughs> instead. Yeah. And that, there's nothing wrong with that, but they should be tears in prayer. Yeah. And, like, I just, yeah, I just want to steward that well. Yeah. That is the best way to approach these fears mm-hmm. and when I'm dealing with something and you have a situation in life and it feels like you're going to fail and it feels like things are falling yeah. apart, mm-hmm. it feels even worse when you stand in alone. it alone. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Rather than when I have my moment with God, I'm, it doesn't, it feels like nothing. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, I don't know why I'm crying over this because he's so much. Yeah, yeah. He's, my faith is so much stronger. He is going to lead me to where I need to go. Yes. So if this is going to fail, it's going to fail and it's going to fail because it's supposed to. Right. There's a and purpose, there's a reason. That it would, you know? Yeah. So then when you just get all worked up and you put everything in prayer yeah. rather than getting in your own head and trying to deal with it by yourself, for yourself, you're thinking of yourself first yeah. and worshiping yourself. Yeah. It really sure. shifts everything. And especially, especially in entrepreneurship, when you're taking a big risk, it's like about listening to God yes. and all the fears that come along with it. Yeah. Yes, it's very scary, but if you're doing it with God in purpose, yeah. God is going to lead you. Yeah. yeah, I think I was convicted too of just like, I was totally putting God in a box to say like, he's gonna bring me this far, but then not continue to walk with me. Yeah. You know, like, and, and then when I like vocalize that, it's like, that's so silly. Yeah. yeah. That's so silly. He's not gonna bring me this far. And he's been so kind and like- Yeah, well like, this, oh, this yeah, is the end. end. He's like, oh, here you go, on your own. Like, yeah. no, that is not the God we serve. And we serve yeah. a God with a faithful yeah. track record. And yeah. he's, well, even if that means failure, like that's yeah. still his, you know? Yes. And 
I have failed a lot. I failed relationships, friendships, jobs. I haven't gotten jobs that I really wanted. Yeah. And in the moment, it feels like pain. You yeah. feel disappointed and you're like, why didn't this work out? I wanted this, but it's why are you starting with I, first of all? Mm, like, I wanted this. This is what I want. That's so good. Stop talking about I and don't focus on that. But a few months later, when you're out of that season, yeah. when you're out of that feeling, you look back and you're like, that's that's why it didn't work it's out. Protection. God wanted to show me something else. Yes. God had to walk me past this, past what I thought I wanted. Yes. Because what you want and what God has planned for you is not always the same. How many times in your life have you thought you wanted, <laughs> she knows exactly where I'm going with this. You thought you wanted something and then in yes. the end, his plan, like his plan is better. You're like, gosh, I'm so glad I didn't I get had, what I wanted. Like, I would say probably the, the start of this year, so my, my brother passed away 12 years ago, or actually 13 years ago, and my relationship with God kind of diminished. Yeah. Because I was just angry, yeah. I was bitter. 100%. Yeah. And it wasn't until probably the beginning of this year where I started to communicate with him again and, and put my trust in him. And I have seen so many failures as far as like my music career, jobs, friendships, and I got really discouraged um, over the last two years, I would say, and I fell into a dark hole of depression, yeah. and this year, I was finally like, I'm not going to seek anything, like, you know what I'm good at, you mm. gave me these talents, Yeah. I don't know what to do with them, but I'm tired of looking, Yeah. so just... Yeah. Show me. Yeah. And then so good. we met. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. It's a divine appointment. And like, 100%. And, and it's like the yeah. whole time, I always tell people, I think, I think especially at my age and in college, you meet a lot of people who are like, something like that happens. You're like, I'm angry with God. And, yeah. and I always say like, those are so real. Like, yes. Do we, like, do you not know that our God is big enough that he can hold all that? And mm -hmm. the whole time where you were upset, he's sitting here he saying, was waiting. I still love yeah, you. I still waiting. care yeah. for you. I'm still providing. I'm still going to be here at the end. And yeah. it just comes to our wits. And like what you were saying, giving up the eye. And like you were saying, like, I'm tired of seeking this. Yeah. Right? Like, I literally can't do this on my own. Yeah. I, that's totally mm -hmm. part of my testimony of like, God, Throwing up my hands, like, yeah. I literally can't go if this isn't us together. Yeah. Yeah. That's so sweet. I love that. I love that that's y'all's story. And what a cool testimony. I mean, and then just to see how this is going to grow, too, is yeah. going to be. Oh, yeah. It, it feels it's like continuing. a divine appointment. And yeah. I think those, a divine appointment is so real. It's a moment where you really feel connected with God. It's like, okay, he's listening. I feel yeah. like I'm supposed to be here. Everything's happening for a reason. It just feels like right place, right time. Yes. And you feel really connected in your faith. And when you are walking in your purpose, it always feels like a divine appointment. You wake yes. up every day, things happen. And although it's hard work doing hustling and working all the time, yeah. mm -hmm. but there are these things where you take a step forward and it feels like, this is exactly where I'm supposed yeah. to be and God is letting me know. I think that's where I'm yeah. starting to starting to feel. Um, <laughs> just, <laughs> God, feeling like I can breathe. Yeah. It's also like a sweet, you know, like we started, when we started the coffee cart, we would do catering and we would do it. My weekends were all events and weddings. And yeah. I love that. And that's great. But then Monday morning rolled around and I'm either a student or an employee yeah. or whatever. 
And so now it's like, okay, this is full time. And as scary as it is, there is a freedom of knowing like, man, this is what I've prayed for for so long that I do feel purpose in this. I call this my coffee ministry of like, oh, not necessarily awesome. that someone's going to walk up and I'll be like, hey, Peyton, here's your coffee. Do you know the gospel? I mean, <laughs> heck, I'll do it. You yeah, know? I'll do it. But like getting the amount of conversations I get to have just yeah. while I'm making someone's yeah. coffee. And it's more of like, Hey, so and so who works in the building. I know your mom was in the hospital last Aww. week. Like I've been praying for her. How's it going? Aww. So yeah. just the ministry of the connection. Like we said, like Jesus would come and sit with you, and that's what I want this space to be. And so I think getting to wake up every day and having this this weight of man, this is a responsibility, but also trusting like He has gone before me. Mm-hmm. He has prayerfully answered that this is what He has because it exists. Literally yeah. for that reason alone, because it exists, and. My purpose is to glorify Him in, in all that I do, no matter what that looks like. And so mm-hmm. if this opportunity is going to yeah. let me do that, then I don't need to question it. That's you know? an incredible way to run a business. That's the way to run a successful business. And I think it's so important to focus on truly what would Jesus do? And I know people say all the time, but... No one, not a lot of people want to live like Jesus because mm. it comes with a lot of trials and tribulations. Yeah, yeah we're and not promised ease. It's, yeah, it's not easy, but not. when you become like Jesus yeah. and do the things that he would and you sit down and have those conversations and you're kind to everyone, it changes everything. Yeah, It changes your perspective on life. It changes, I think, how your life feels. It feels way mm-hmm. more enhanced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You it's live that joy. Such, yeah, that it's you're up pure to. joy. It's not instant gratification. No. It's not happiness. It is long-lasting yeah. joy. I love that. And it really just feels like instead of, you know, I had a really hard day at work. I'm running my own business and things are getting really hard and I have to wear a lot of hats. Instead of seeing things that way, when you give it to God and you put God first, you're like, I have your outlook of you get to run an amazing amazing business, you get to create connections, you get to build this thing in light of God. Right. And you look at everything as a blessing rather than I have to do this. Which is so much easier said yeah. than done. Like I don't yeah. I don't want to sit here and act like that's my attitude every yeah. every morning when I wake up. Because it's it's not, you know? Yeah. It's still it's still so hard, but I think just yeah, I have to real that's where I have to come to when I'm realigning myself of like what a blessing this is. Yeah. And just to be, and to get to be used in that way, you know, is really sweet. It's an amazing thing to do and to be so young. I know. (laughs) I'm just in awe that you are. Guys, she's only 21 years old. (laughs) That is nuts. This is incredible. You're wise beyond your years. And I know know. it, it feels less common to see young people so wise in doing things Mm-hmm. that are so mature and thank you doing things giving back to the world and doing things like this starting a business yeah that's absolutely incredible and been... you don't even have a college degree yet and you were able to Next do week. something like this <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Week of <laughs> but to be a business owner and not have a college degree i think is incredible which is another america thing i mean yeah you can go to college anytime you want yeah i think Anytime's. that's incredible and we have we have this generation and a world telling you that you need four years of college, but for what? Mm-hmm. What does that mm-hmm. degree I get you? No, and, I, and I'm and i so thankful that, my, that that was important to my parents. I'm thankful that it's a gift that they wanted to give yeah. me. I am so thankful. I think I, if that wasn't something that they were gifting me, it's not something I would have pursued. Right. Um, because 
this started when I was a senior in high school, and and I always knew I wanted the dream one day is a coffee shop and yoga studio, so kind of a shared a shared space. That's always been my dream. I thought maybe like when I was thirty, kind of thing, maybe like pre kids, but like out out of college, married, settling in, whatever. Yeah. No, it happened when I was eighteen, which is so <laughs> sweet. But it also meant that by the time I came to college, I'm already doing what I want to be doing. Why am I sitting yeah. spending fifty grand a year? to read about what I'm doing yeah. yeah. when I can go do it and learn in real time yeah. what it looks like yeah. to do a P&L or to have to draft things or pay my taxes, whatever. Um, and so I'm, I'm so thankful and I know that it will serve me well, but I, I can also definitely vouch for the fact that, I mean, I am, I, while I will have the college degree, I am also proof that you don't necessarily need it. Yeah, that's incredible. I'm a full, just, firm believer that college is not for everyone. No. Yeah. Uh-uh. I tried it. I, it's I amazing, like but it. it is so not for everyone. Yeah. 100%. No. Yeah. And there are so many other things that you can do. You can be an entrepreneur. Yeah. yeah. You can go out and start your own business. And I think telling people that they need to have a four-year degree and they need to go to college and they need to sit in a class classroom for four years, it prevents young people from wanting to start a business yeah, because they get a college degree. Yeah. They get a college degree. They want to go work at a corporate company now because they have this degree. They want to make immediate money. But then climb the ladder and, and, and you're working your butt off to make all this money. Right. For someone else. Right. Yeah. Like at at what cost though? That's the thing is Mm -hmm. with every yes, there's a no. And so you're trading in who knows what for this because you, that's what you were told you always had to do. You know, I don't understand where that structure came from, where, we spend 16 plus, depending on your degree, right. years in school. Yeah. That's so much time of your life taken away. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously, you're in debt. Yeah, and then you're in <laughs> debt. Yes. Obviously, like K through 12 is important. But like to spend an additional four years plus, like I said, depending on what you major in. Yeah. That's yeah. so much. Yeah. So much time. That'd be interesting been, to break that down and go back in history and be and like, so young. In which generation did we decide that this was the only way? It's yeah. so young. I mean, and it's put that pressure on somebody so young, like an 18-year-old. Like, yeah. you have to decide they what your major is. They don't know what they want to be. They do not know. I'm 33. I don't know what right. I want to do until right. now. Like, right. <laughs> I didn't know what I wanted to do until just recently. And right. I'm like, let's freaking do it. We will ever know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's just not, it's not a luxury that no. everyone gets. Yeah. Honest. And it's okay not to know. And the yeah. only way to figure that out is to go out and experience. experience yeah. The you need these things. You need to go and out and experience. I think even at 18, things. if you decide to go to college, you can still go and not necessarily know what you want to do. Exactly. And I think there's such a stigma around that too. Of, yeah. Oh, I'm going to go and be undecided or I'm going to transfer majors or whatever. Yeah. Like, you, you don't have to have it all figured out. You don't. No, yeah. you don't. And you shouldn't because we make plans and hear God laughing. Like, oh are my you kidding gosh. me? <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. And I used to be a five-year plan girl. Yes. I had a vision board for my five-year me plan. Too. And my, I guess my like real testimony is in my last relationship, it was almost for like three years we dated. And I was such a five-year plan. Like, I'm yeah. like, I want to get engaged. I want to get married. I want to have kids. Like, yeah. this is in my five-year plan. No ifs, ands, or buts. We're not changing the plan. This is what I have <laughs> right. planned for myself. And it ended. And that was not something that I saw. That was not right. in my five-year plan. Right. It was like, not in your plan. Really so what's the plan now? So this isn't here. And I had a moment. <laughs> and, you know, we dated for five years. Or we did not date for five years. Five-year plan. We dated for years. And when it ended... I wasn't upset. I more so just had a conversation with God. I'm like, if this is what you want, 
then I'm going to listen. Yeah. And I know I haven't been listening because I've been listening to what I've wanted. Yeah. Mm. And I've been listening to my plan. So if this is how it's going to be, because this is what's happening, I'm going to give you a shot. I'm going to give this yeah. a real shot and give it all to you. I'm going to listen to what you want and whatever you want, I will do. Like you tell me and I will go. And your identity at that point was so much on the five-year plan of like, oh, okay, I'm going to be a girlfriend yeah. and then I'm going to be a, a fiance. And then, you know, I like was so, your identity is. I was so married to the idea of what my yeah. life was going to be. So in that moment when it honestly all came crumbling down because that's all I envisioned for myself. So when that all happened, I'm like, okay, fine. We'll play it your way. I'll right. do whatever you want me to do because obviously <laughs> this is not going to work out. Yeah. So I honest gave it all to God in that moment and when things ended, I had so much peace with it because I know God didn't want me to be there. Mm -hmm. And when that happened, my whole life changed so fast. I got my dream job. I moved to Nashville. Everything started happening at the fastest rate. And I think it's because I finally actually, I threw away my five-year plan. I don't do that anymore. I don't set goals for myself. <laughs> I don't have a vision of what I want my year to be or what I want to happen. You pray Within about the next it. Year, I pray about it. <laughs> and whatever God wants me to do, if he wants me to do something totally different tomorrow, okay, fine. I don't really like that because I'm not very go with the flow, but I'll do it. Yeah. So I think when you live for God and you listen to him, your whole life changes because I think we get so married to the idea of what we want and it's, I think even if you're, you don't realize it, we fall to the altar of ourselves mm. and we worship ourselves on some level. And it's really hard to break that because yeah. we want what we want and people are so stubborn and we're human. Yeah. yeah. And it's so hard to break that chain. And he will humble us, you know? He will, and, and that's he the thing. I think, of, I think of like in scripture, like every tongue will confess and every knee will bow, but there's some yeah. reality of like in real time, we will be humbled to the fact that the altar of my life is not me and it's yes, him, yeah. right? And I think, and I smile thinking like all three of us have had a situation where you get to the end of yourself and you realize that I am not sufficient. His grace is sufficient and his power is made perfect in weakness. Yeah. And that's one of my favorite verses, 2 Corinthians 12, 9, just because it's like, I don't have to have it figured out because his grace covers me, you know? Yeah. Like I am the weakness and he is more than enough. Like yeah. I literally cannot go this far. I will get to my wit's end, yeah. you know, yeah. which I love. And I, and I think of the five-year plan. Are you kidding me? I would never, ever imagine. And there, there's sweetness about it. They're all celebration things, but it's also a lot that yeah. in six months, I'm going to open a store, graduate college, and get married. <laughs> like, that's a lot. That's oh. amazing. That's a lot. And it's, and it's wow. great. And it's such a blessing. But it is also, I, I don't think I, like, often talk or think much about the fact that, like, it is emotionally taxing and it's mm -hmm. it's it's a lot. Like it's hard. It's yeah. all good things. And then it is but it's answering a lot prayers. All but it's also And it's where God wants you to be. Yeah. Yeah. But I just yeah, I laugh at the five year plan because I'm like, it's okay, six months instead. <laughs> it is humbling. And, it is humbling. And when we have these five year plans and when we're set to these goals, I think we get stuck in a sense of praying small because yes. We limit God. We yes. put him in a box. But because yes. you have a five-year plan, yeah, maybe you set really high goals, but maybe God has something way bigger yes. for you. Yes. So we don't pray big enough. Yeah, 100%. And I think sometimes, yeah, maybe you have outrageous goals and you want to start your own business and be the CEO of a business or you want a big, big promotion. But what about if God, something has, or God has something in plan that's way bigger than all of yeah. that? And you miss out on that because Even you've if been it's praying not bigger, so it's better small. just yeah. because it's... His, yeah, you know. And I think it's it's a lot of because we're human. We, we do fear that yes, that trust and that um, 
relinquishment of just giving it yeah. all to Him. And, yeah. and, and when we pray, oftentimes I feel like we're always praying for, like you said, something small that might seem like something very big at the moment, but from our experiences and, and relinquishing yeah. that control. And it's a daily surrender. Trust. Like yeah. You truly have to yeah. wake up daily and be like, not my will, but yours. Yeah. yeah, and just surrendering to that, you open his door yeah. to so many opportunities that you didn't even yeah. see and coming. And it's so easier said than done. I know. Mm-hmm. You know? It, yes. So much easier said than When that. you pray small for things, okay, I applied for a job. I really want this job. This yes. is a really good job. Yeah. It has really good security. That's a great example. Maybe that's too small because maybe God wants you to start your own business <laughs> yes. and yeah. share your faith and connect and have conversation. But you are so stuck on what you want in this one mm. little win for yourself. And sure, that's a great thing. Yeah. But there's so many other things out there and Imagine what it's like to be God, just like looking down like, oh, and she just wants this job. I have something, you are going to change the world. I can't wait to sit with him one day and just be like, what did you think when, when I made this decision? So it's like, we did God. actually audibly laugh at that point? <laughs> You're like, okay, so in this moment, remember this, God? What did you think of that? <laughs> oh, like someday, like having a coffee chat like this in heaven, and we just get to But God's like, here. Exactly. And exactly. we're all like sitting, chilling, and you're like, remember yeah. that one time when I did that coffee cart <laughs> when I, in high school? And you had plans to make it. Yeah, what did you, what did you think of that moment? Oh, man. Did I, let's replay it. So sweet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's great. And I love that. You are doing amazing are. things Thank to you. be able to that. own a coffee shop, to give other people a job, and to fulfill a purpose and have conversation with people and share your faith yeah. in this type it's of just way. A ripple effect. You're gonna you're gonna share so many things with so many people. Yeah. And you're gonna instill a lot of things in a lot of people. And I think the growth from here is just exponential, especially yeah. that you have that faith I and that trust that. in God. Yeah. yeah, I so appreciate that. Yeah, it's been, it's been a ride. I've never, I never would have imagined, but I also wouldn't trade it for the world. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's amazing. What a blessing yeah. that you get to walk in your purpose. Yes. And you know, some may look and be like, it's just a coffee shop, but what you're right. doing, having conversations, mm-hmm. sharing scripture, sharing your faith, it's such a light. Yeah. yeah. And that is not something that is small. Yeah. No. Just getting to talk to people and like make people feel seen, I think. Like we were talking about earlier, like it's just so lost to yeah. have a like look someone in the eye and just get to be like, how was your day? And genuinely yeah. mean it and get to care, you know? Mm-hmm. And I have, it's, it happens so organically over coffee. Yes. Which I think is what really gravitates yeah. me towards it. And I, I mean, I do love coffee. I, Love coffee. Don't get me wrong. Wait, but, what? <laughs> but at the end of the day, if it was if it was something else, like I'm here for the people, you yeah. know. And I think we just we miss that in a lot yeah. in today's world. It's we that do. mindset that's going to change the world. Yes. Yeah. It's those little things that make this world a better place to live in. Yeah, and it's in it's in the mundane where he chooses to work too. Yeah. That's that's definitely my prayer for this little space just that he would be glorified but that people would just feel seen and welcomed and you know in light of that like you said it's a ripple effect that you would come to realize that the only reason that you feel that way the only reason that we are that way behind the bar is because Jesus changed our life you know mm-hmm. and it's it's not that Christians I, it just breaks my heart because it's like it's not that Christians ever want to shove Jesus down your throat it's just that I wish you knew 
the joy and the yeah. freedom and the forgiveness and the grace yeah. that it means to live with Christ, you yeah. know? Yeah. That's, that's so good. Yeah. That's a sweet little prayer. <laughs> and we'll we'll come sit back here again in five yeah. years. And yes. we'll, we'll be back in five years <laughs> yes. to do a recap and look back at this yes. moment. It's going to yes. be great. We won't make a five-year plan, but we'll make a plan yes. in five years. Yes, 100%. 100%. 100%. Mark the calendar. Yes. Um, <laughs> We're going to have a little recap, a reunion. And the podcast, like who knows what the Lord will do with that, yeah. you know? Five years from now, we're going to sit down, we're going to have the same conversation, and we're going to laugh about where we are now because he just said so much bigger. I know. Exactly. It's going to be amazing. Well, Anika, Anika, I butcher everyone's name. That's no, my thing. No, you got it. This has been amazing and you've inspired us. Yeah. What so you're sweet. doing here yeah. is absolutely incredible. I'm so blessed that we were able to come out here on a Sunday morning. Thank you morning. for coming. Yeah. Enjoy this and have great conversation. And if you guys are in Nashville, come check out the Prickly yes. Pear. It is in the Batman building, downtown Nashville, the yes. cutest little space, the greatest coffee uh, with the greatest donor. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, y'all. Thank you guys yeah. for listening. See you on the next one. Thanks for listening to Girls Gone Right. Be sure to check us out on YouTube to watch the video format and check us out on Instagram at Girls Gone Right.